Greetings in Jesus' matchless name. My name is Jotham Kilimo and welcome to EBZ Devotion. We continue with our reflections on Joshua chapter 14. We're exploring several themes that we see in this chapter, whose main character is Caleb. And the key theme is Caleb gets his inheritance while waiting patiently, serving the Lord wholeheartedly. Yesterday, we explored the theme of waiting on God and drawing from Caleb's experience, learned that God sustains and strengthens those that wait upon him. Today, we pick another theme from Joshua 14, which is following God wholeheartedly. We'll reflect on this in two parts. Number one, by looking at our convictions. And then tomorrow, we'll look at finishing well. So let's read together Joshua chapter 14, verses 7 and 8. Joshua 14, 7 and 8. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land. And I brought him back a report according to my convictions. But my fellow Israelites who went up with me made the hearts of the people melt in fear. I, however, followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. Following God wholeheartedly means to be fully committed with all your heart, serving God with an undivided heart. It also means to love the Lord with all your heart, trust in the Lord with all your heart, obey the Lord with all your heart, praise the Lord with all your heart, Rejoice with all your heart. Work for the Lord with all your heart. Doing all this requires one to have deep convictions about God and apply in their lives. It is not easy. One has to have a different spirit and be courageous. This is what Caleb had making his decisions despite being in the minority based on his convictions. So let us reflect a little about our convictions. The definition of conviction is that it is a firmly held belief or opinion. Ravi Zacharias, the late Christian apologist, improved on this by stating that Conviction is not merely an opinion. It is something rooted so deeply in the conscious that to change a conviction would be to change the very essence of who you are. And that's so true. This seems to be illustrated by Caleb as we read verse 7b of Joshua 14, where he says, And I brought him back a report according to my convictions. Caleb, having seen the same things that the other spies also saw, was not, unlike the others, discouraged by these things. The giants, the fortified cities, the people there made the ten spies shrink in fear, and this they spread to the rest of the Israelites. 
But Caleb, out of conviction, stood up and told the Israelites, we should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. And you can see this in Numbers chapter 13, verse 26 to 33. Caleb served and followed God wholeheartedly. He was a man of great, deep convictions. Convictions of firmly held belief or opinion about his God. He was not so much a man of great faith as a man of faith in a great God. His boldness rested on his understanding of God, not on his confidence in Israel's abilities to conquer the land. He could not agree with the majority, for that would be to disagree with God and go against his conviction. Like Caleb, in our journey of faith, we are faced with situations where we must make some decisions. This could be personal decisions about life choices, such as career, or service to God, or service to the community, about workplace, even everyday choices, which include telling the truth or half-truths, we need to make that decision, or sometimes outright lies. In, this is in our relationships and in our transactions. What informs the basis of your decisions, of my decisions? I believe our convictions, some coming from our upbringing or school or society or our Christian faith, play a key role as they define our character and who we are. As we seek to answer individually what informs the basis of our decisions, allow me to share two influences of our decisions as believers. Number one, biblical convictions. Biblical convictions are those beliefs and opinions based on the truth of God's word and are essential to the Christian faith. These are deemed to hold for every believer and the body of Christ. Examples are the Trinity, about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Number two, Jesus Christ, fully, that Jesus Christ is fully God and fully man. Another is the de total depravity of man. And then also substitutionary atonement by and physical resurrection of Christ. Another is the salvation by grace through faith alone. And then sanctification of believers and the physical return of Christ. These inform our beliefs in the body of Christ as individuals, uh, such, such like personal holiness or form of baptism or even the second coming of Christ. We have uh, different beliefs of when and how he will come, but also inform our corporate beliefs, such as what is the role of women in corporate worship or what form of church governance 
should we have so biblical convictions are important even as we serve god wholeheartedly the second influencer is personal convictions so personal convictions are those opinions we hold that are based on the bible but are personal to each one of us this means my personal convictions are different from yours and will inform my personal preferences examples of personal convictions are on how to engage in social media and use the internet which we know is good is bad and is also ugly uh, personal convictions on the use of alcohol do i indulge in social drinking or not on clothing do i conform to the fashion do i dress decently or do i go with my dress my choice personal convictions on music and movies which ones do i watch contemporary christian gospel worship listen to worship music secular music or music with immoral themes or xxx rated movies do i watch these ones politics how do i get involved as a candidate as an elector as a commentator or just remain passive or maybe not interested at all culture and traditions we decide what has value what does not have value what to do what not to do what should i engage in what should i keep away from and many others the bible exhorts believers to have convictions that are based on scripture i'm calling godly convictions so that your life is god glorifying and not man or self glorifying which is driven by worldly convictions in acts chapter 5 verse 29 you see peter and john giving a, a response that we must obey god rather than man when they are persecuted and this was based on their convictions paul encouraged his son in the lord timothy on convictions with these words yet i am not ashamed because i know whom i have believed and i am convinced that he is able to guard what i have entrusted to him for that day this is second timothy chapter 1 verse 12 Paul writing to co-worker Titus uh, as recorded in Titus chapter 2 verse 11 to 12 emphasized the place of biblical convictions influencing a believer's life that he writes the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled upright and godly lives in the present age this is true for us in the 21st century age which is the age of the fourth industrial revolution and artificial intelligence as it was true when paul was writing to titus today we have to say no to sexual immorality homosexuality, greed, corruption, slander, drunkenness, 
arrogance, self-ambition, stealing, lying, idolatry, cheating, and others. But we are also to say yes to love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In this passage, we see God's attributes as being truthful and immutable. That is, He is unchanging. And we learn a lesson or a truth that godly convictions are the only basis for godly living. Caleb's wholehearted service to God was based on his convictions. He was not ashamed to make a stand for God, even if it seemed like he was in the minority. He teaches us that for courage and faith to be effective, they must combine words and actions. Are you wholehearted in your obedience to God? What is the basis of your and my decisions, my life and daily choices? Is it godly conviction or is it worldly wisdom? How are my relationships? Am I unequally yoked? Do I compromise for social acceptance? Do you go with majority or peer pressure, even when it is against your convictions? Majority opinion is not an accurate measurement of right and wrong. Boldness, based on God's faithfulness and personal biblical convictions, is appropriate to guide your life and to guide my life. Let us pray. Ever-living and unchanging God, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you for revealing to us the secret of following wholeheartedly, godly convictions. I pray that you will guide each one of us listening to this devotion to have courage and boldness and stand by our godly convictions and to live a life that always magnifies your name. Forgive us where we have been cowardly and have given in to the majority even when it was against our godly convictions. Strengthen your servants to live a godly and victorious life over temptation and sin. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.